Our scripture today comes from the book of Isaiah. We're in the 11th chapter, and I'll be reading verses 1 through 5. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The word of the Lord for the people of God. So every year, my wife and kids and I go down to a farm near Salida to get our Christmas tree. The trees there are cut from the surrounding hills, so they have more of that special Christmas feel. And by special, I mean the Charlie Brown Christmas special, as they are always a little on the scraggly side. Here's a picture of this year's winner. Once we got it home, I began trimming up the bottom and fitting it onto the base. And that's when I noticed a branch shooting up through the other branches in a really odd way. Looking closer, I could tell that the branch must have been broken off near its base early in its life because there was a scar there now. And right where the scar was, a new branch had formed and was growing in a completely new direction. Here it is. No, you'll have to get closer. No, even closer. As I looked at this anomaly, I thought, boy, what a perfect image for this crazy year that we've been through. The way the direction we thought the year would go was so suddenly cut short. The way so many of our plans, the, the weddings and the graduations and the vacations, so abruptly took a left turn and how so many of those we love have been cut off from us on lockdown at home or in a senior center or in a hospital, and how so many who have died from this virus and so many who have lost work or their home or their hope seemed reflected in that scar. Always on the lookout for sermon illustrations, I thought of the passage from Isaiah that I just read. We often read this this time of year. It's a prophecy that a shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse and a branch shall grow out from his roots. Jesse, you may remember, was the father of King David, Israel's greatest leader. But by the time that the author of Isaiah is making this prophecy, the kingdom had been overrun, the people were in exile, and all seemed lost. But Isaiah stubbornly proclaimed that from that very stump, a new lineage would rise. A new kind of king would come. And upon him, the spirit of the Lord would rest. And with righteousness, he would stand and judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. 
The early Christians, stubbornly hopeful themselves, took this to be a foretelling of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And I thought, well, there's my sermon. I could use my misshapen tree as a visual aid to talk about the stump of Jesse and the hope of Jesus coming into the world, the scars we've all suffered this year, and the new direction we're all trying to find together. But the average Montview congregant is no slouch. And I worried it was all just a little too simple, that it wasn't sophisticated enough for the likes of this audience. So I decided to sit with my Charlie Brown tree and listen for what else it might have to teach me. I really did do this. A little weird maybe, but I've done weirder. And as I meditated upon my Tannenbaum, I pictured it there, spending its life on a hillside somewhere outside of Salida, Colorado. And I tried to imagine what trauma must have befallen it so early in its life. Was it a hiker's boot, a snowfall that was just too much, a squirrel, a coyote, a snowmobile that snapped the tender shoot? And I tried to imagine the drama that unfolded when out of nothing but brokenness, at first just a bump, and then from the scar tissue itself, a sprig of green life pushed itself out into the world. And I tried to imagine that branch growing there year after year, a story of triumph that no one would ever have seen if it had not come to be our Christmas tree. And I wondered if maybe that was the point, really. How life is so rich with beauty and courage and determination that we never even see. Maybe the real message, I thought, should have to do with noticing the small, overlooked miracles of this remarkable world we live in. If this story of perseverance could unfold on a little fir tree in the middle of a forest, how many times must this same tale unfold all around us, right in front of us, inside of us, without us ever taking notice? But the average Montview congregant is no slouch. They've heard sermons before about the importance of living in the present moment and noticing the little things and the miracles of nature. We're in Advent, after all. If not the World Series, it's at least the playoffs. And I wasn't sure I was going to have enough there, so I sat back down with my tree. I really did. And that's when the tree said something to me that punched me in the gut. I hope you will not miss the irony, it said, that you have been sitting here admiring my determination to fight for new life after losing a branch, and yet you participated by your purchase in my being cut down entirely. Perhaps the stump you should be reflecting upon is not this little branch of mine, but the one now standing on a hillside, in part thanks to you. Okay, the tree didn't actually say all that. But it did hit me as a little strange to be reflecting on the life of this tree that was now dying in my living room. 
I had not seen the forest for the trees, or at least the tree for the branch. So maybe, I thought, this should actually be a sermon about the ways that we use and abuse God's creation for our purpose and pleasure, or at least about the overwhelming complexity of this world in which to live we often take life. Or maybe after this summer in Colorado of blood-red skies and ash falling from the heavens, this should be a sermon about our need to live more in harmony with the natural world around us. I hoped that the farm we visited harvests their trees in a sustainable way, maybe even in a way that helps the ecosystem and reduces the threat of fire. But did I know that? Had I ever asked that? Why hadn't I? And why aren't we all asking more questions about the things that we consume? But, uh, is that really the sermon to give this time of year? The average Montview congregant is no slouch. But do they really want a sermon on the ethical implications of Christmas trees and consumerism more widely a week before Christmas? I heard my tree say, I'm glad I'm not in your shoes. And then I heard it say one last thing. It said, you know, maybe you should be thinking less about a tree or scars or new branches reaching for the light and more about the light itself. It's the light that matters. It's the light that we're all reaching for. Christmas is a time that we give humble thanks that long ago a light came into the world and the darkness didn't know what to do with it, still doesn't know what to do with it. It is the wily light of Jesus, the light that confounds the proud and confuses the pompous, the light that makes room at the table for the unclean and the uncool, the light that makes that multiplies loaves and multiplies hope and that said we should lay down our lives for each other and then did. This has been a hard year and there are more hard days ahead. But what really captivated me about that branch on my little tree was how it found its way through the other branches to the sunlight. It didn't get there the easy way, but it got there. And we're going to get there too, because God is good and Jesus is close. So I hope you might spend some time this week, maybe sitting quietly by your own Christmas tree, giving thanks for all of the sources of light in your life, and especially for that one great light that lives in your heart. And I hope that you might ask yourself what you can do in the new year to help our world find its way through the branches and back into the sunlight. For as followers of Jesus, we know a secret that from nothing more than a stump,
or a cross or a really bad year. Something beautiful is always waiting to grow. Thanks be to God. Amen.